0: welcome to the bible studies for life adult podcast this podcast is hosted each week by chris johnson and myself lynn Pryor. so chris got a question for you do you have a favorite christmas memory
1: several things come to mind lynn the ones i'm going to mention were both the reaction of my children to gifts that they received uh the first one was when my uh, oldest son was around three and uh Uh, when Christmas hit, we, we had gone, uh, we were living in Northeastern Kentucky and had gone home to be with my parents for Christmas. And uh, his, he was, everything was just pure joy. And as excited as he he was opening his presents, he got just as excited about every person's gift that opened something. So it, it was just pure joy. And that's just one of those memories that sticks in our heads and when our uh, sons were uh, in their teenage years, we there were some gifts that they received that they were so thrilled and excited, and could believe that they received them, and so those images of their joy and excitement uh, stay fresh in my memory.
0: Chris, now that I've asked you that question, you know I ponder for myself favorite Christmas memories, and yeah, there's a few gifts that come to mind, but what I think what sticks out more for me is, and again, it's. The people I was with, maybe a unique unique location that year to be with family, it's those kind of memories that stick out for me. Uh, Joining Chris and I for this conversation about Christmas memories is Dr. Jerry Phillips. Jerry is the writer of the personal study guide text uh, that we're studying. And uh, Jerry, thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for inviting me. And so let me just offer you right now, Merry Christmas. And do you have a favorite Christmas memory?
2: I think the one that surpasses all others was as a teenager, I'd been feeling the call to serve the Lord. And Christmas fell on Sunday that year. And I, I was very serious, even as a teenager, thinking, what am I gonna give Jesus for his birthday present? And it occurred to me, the only thing I really could give him was myself. And so I talked with my parents, I talked with my pastor, And on that Sunday morning, I presented myself to the church uh, responding to God's call to Christian service. It's been a lot of years ago, but it still uh, is a special, special memory.
1: So you told us in our prep time um, about something subsequent that happened uh, around Christmas in your family. Would you share that as well?
2: Sure. Uh, Years later, as we had a family of our own, uh, my oldest daughter had a uh, sense of desire to, to follow the Lord in, uh not just in, in salvation. I don't know that you can say just in salvation, but, but to serve him. And uh, so they, she, she sort of surprised us. She really didn't talk to my wife or to me about it. Uh, but on that Sunday morning, as Sunday, uh, Christmas was on Sunday, uh, she presented herself to the church saying that she felt God calling her to a special kind of service. And so we uh, share that bit of history together. It's it's special.
0: Well, the reason we're talking about this is, this of course, this is Christmas season. But we are focused on. We're going to be looking at the. Probably the ultimate Christmas memory that Joseph and Mary had, it was the birth of Jesus. And of course, the birth of Jesus, as we well know, was not just like any birth. Uh, This was the Son of God coming to earth for us. And that's what we want to look at today. We're in this study on looking at the name of God, a name that is like no other. And as we consider the name of God today, let's think about the salvation that's expressed in God's name. And this is what we're driving to as we look at the, the Christmas narrative that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. To do this, we're going to be in we're going to be in Matthew, but I want to begin uh, before we get to Matthew, let's start in Isaiah chapter seven. We're just going to look at one verse there, but this is a key verse that uh, ties to Christmas. And uh, let me just read the verse, and I want to ask uh, Jerry if you'd kind of give us some context here. This is Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. See, the virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel. Now what's going on here that uh, this sign, this prophecy was even given?
2: Ahaz was king of Judah at the time. Uh, he was frightened because uh, the kings of Aram, which is Syria, and also uh, Ephraim, which is Israel in the northern uh, part of uh, what we think of as the promised land, uh, the northern tribes were going to invade. And uh, he, was, he was scared. Uh, God sent Isaiah to him to say, look, I'm, I'm with you. This is going to be okay. Uh, now that's Philip's Southern paraphrase version, but that's basically what he told him. And uh, Ahaz wasn't too sure about that. And so God, through Isaiah, said, well, ask of a sign. Let, t- tell me what you like to see. And uh, Ahaz gives sort of a semi-pious response saying, uh, well, I'm not going to test the Lord. I'm not going to ask for a sign. Uh, and we shouldn't test God, but... There are times when God invites us to prove him. It's like in Malachi when he says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse and prove me with this. And so when Ahaz refused, God says, all right, I'm going to give you a sign of my own making. And I think God used this to give us the sign, to give us that prophecy that would be fulfilled in Jesus, uh, that would be God with us. And uh, there's a special part of this uh, passage that it's, uh, the virgin shall conceive and shall bear a child, and he shall be called God with you, uh, Emmanuel. Uh, so is in response to Ahaz's fear that God says, don't be afraid, I'm with you.
0: Okay, so with this, cherry, we... We often read this verse, uh, appropriately enough, from a New Testament perspective. We see Jesus in this, that Jesus was born of the virgin. But for Ahaz, for King Ahaz, how did this serve as a sign for him? Was there a fulfillment? There's a fulfillment that happened then as well.
2: Well, there are some people that point to the word virgin and and point out that in Hebrew, it could simply mean, refer to a young woman. Uh, however, it uses the definite article, the virgin. It's not a virgin, it's the virgin. There's a spe- specificity about this. Uh, yes, there is an immediate uh, fulfillment. Uh, now, some commentators would point to perhaps it's uh, the wife of the prophet has the child or or somebody else, but I, I personally struggle with that a little bit. My my own uh Feeling is that God was giving Ahaz uh, an immediate uh, response to his present circumstances, but in a future element. Uh, that is, that the child is going to be God with you. And so, whether it was Ahaz facing two armies from the north, uh, and there's going to be a, a child born that would have certain characteristics the element that's important is that it would affirm to Ahaz that God is with him. And this ultimate, uh, fulfillment in Christ uh, would be when the Virgin, uh, Mary, who had never known a man, never been, had sexual relationships with a man, uh, had a child uh, conceived by the Holy Spirit and, uh, bore a, bore a son and his name was, uh, called Jesus, uh, God with us, Jehovah saves. So with that name, Emmanuel,
0: we have that promise that God is promised that he will be with us. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now let's come into the uh, New Testament. Now let's come into Matthew 1 and let's see how this is fulfilled in Jesus. Matthew 1, verse 18, the birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph... It was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit she will give birth to a son and you're to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins
1: so in matthew we have the the story of um the announcement to joseph where in luke uh the angel comes to mary so uh, both of these stories uh, have similarities and they align. They tell the same story. Um, but here, uh, the focus, the focal point, the, fo- the key person in the story is Joseph.
2: Yes. And and, and the encounter that Joseph has with uh, an angel of the Lord, uh, it's not the specific uh, theophany that we uh, would see with Moses on the mountain. But... Uh, God sends an affirming angel to help Joseph understand what's going on.
0: So, what was, let's talk about Joseph's options he had at this point.
2: Well, Joseph uh, and Mary, the Bible says, were espoused. Now, uh, in our modern uh, context, we think of that as being engaged, but Jewish espousal was much more than that. Uh, There was actually two parts to marriage, the espousal period and then the marriage. During the espousal period, uh, they were husband and wife. Uh, They did not fulfill the marital uh, privileges of uh, intimacy during that. And then after that 12 months, uh, they would go through another ceremony and they would resume marital relations like any, any other couple. But during that espousal period, they were considered husband and wife. And so Joseph really only had a a couple of things he could do. One, uh, he could just say, well, I love you, Mary, and and I don't care. Uh, You may have uh, had this child I don't know where it came from, but I'm going to marry you anyway. Uh, Secondly, he could have denounced Mary in front of everybody and Mary may well have been uh, stoned to death. Uh, But instead, uh, he decided to do what the only legal thing was to divorce her Uh, because of the espousal being an element of marriage. The only way he could separate from her legally was to legally divorce her, but he wanted to do it privately. He didn't want to shame her. He didn't want to uh, embarrass her Uh, because he was a righteous man. He wanted to do what was right in a way that would honor God. And at the same time, uh, deal with the current situation.
0: Jerry, I've always valued that description of Joseph as being a righteous man. And knowing what we know about the Pharisees and their self-righteousness, I could see them say, hey, the righteous thing to do, go out and stone her. But Mm -hmm. there is this element of love and grace that undergirded his righteousness. And I, I love the fact that he was going to do the right thing, But he wasn't going to do it in a way that was shaming to her. At least he wanted to avoid that. Yes, says a lot about his character.
1: So the angel tells Joseph, um, "There's going to be a baby born, and you're to name him Jesus." Let's talk about that name um, and the, uh, the the Hebrew aspect of of the name of Jesus.
2: Well, the, the name Jesus is uh, pronounced Yeshua, we would call it Joshua. Uh, it's, it's significant in our family because my oldest grandson is named Joshua. Uh, but it, it, it literally means Jehovah or Yahweh is salvation or Yahweh saves. So it's a combination of the covenant name of God, uh, which is the father of Jesus. I mean, uh, it was the father's prerogative to name the the son and so when Joseph named the boy Jesus I'm sure everybody raised an eyebrow but in reality he did name him after his father uh, the covenant name of God is incorporated into the name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins and that's why in acts 4:12 it says there's no other name, under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Uh, The name of Jesus. Well, we see here that Jesus is the one who's going to save us. Let's kind of keep reading,
0: though, because we're going to come back to the, the Isaiah passage to see that Jesus is the one, Emmanuel. He is the one who is with us. Verse 22. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus.
1: So there's the ultimate fulfillment of Isaiah's uh, prophecy from Isaiah seven fourteen.
2: Yes, and I think some people might say, well, I thought his name was going to be Emmanuel and here they're calling him Jesus. What's, what's with that? Uh, and it's really a, a simple matter that Jesus is who uh, he is. That is, it, it represents his father and salvation, uh, Yahweh saves. And Emmanuel describes uh, that eternal nature of, of God's relationship with us, that through Jesus, God is present with us. And so one might say one is who he is and the other is what he does. Uh, he mediates between uh, us and God and and brings God into the forefront of our lives and the presence of God in our lives. I'm
1: so glad that um, we have the opportunity to talk about Jesus as Emmanuel, uh, God with us. Uh, I I'm, I have a sense that uh, there are going to be some people who are listening to our podcast and who are going to be involved in groups this week who need this reminder of the presence of God in maybe a difficult season of their lives uh, we need to we need to know that we are not alone that God is with us that he walks with us uh, he uh, never leaves us uh, these are words of assurances that we need to hear in uh, the crazy world that we live in today
0: one of the challenges I think we face every year as we come to Christmas is we look at whether it's Matthew one, Luke chapter two, we look at these accounts of Jesus's birth for so many of us, it is a familiar story and it, it can become so familiar that we lose the wonder of it. And I would hope in your groups as y'all look at this passage anew, that, that the wonder of what this means, the significance that God is is with us and Jesus has come to us and Jesus is the one who is with us. I hope we don't lose the wonder and the beauty of that statement.
1: Jerry, thank you for being with us today and for writing the sessions that we're looking at together. Uh, we, we appreciate that. And we want to give you sort of the last word before Lynn uh, does our uh, send off.
2: Well, it's been a delight. One of the things that we who write uh, have as a special blessing is uh, that it it brings us to delve deeply into the passage, into God's word. And it's only out of the overflow of what God, God does in our hearts through that word that we're able to put pen to paper uh, or fingers to keyboard. Uh, but it's, it's a it's a blessing to us who write to simply go deeper into God's word. Well, thank you, Jerry, and thank you, Chris, for being a part of this podcast. And to all of you listening,
0: we're glad you took the time to be with us for this. And I hope it's whether you're, you're about to go into your Bible study group, I hope this has been helpful. If uh, maybe your group, because it's the holiday season, you're not meeting right now. I hope this has been a good ref- reminder that God is with us. And let's remember that truth, that everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. Thank you. Have a good Bible study and Merry Christmas.